Blog Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a book, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. For a fresh new start MJ Network will bring you there So let's talk about it When life and on the air Good morning everyone, this is Fran Lewis And this is going to be really different Sam Oliver is here He's going to talk about COVID and how the workforce changes, digital economy, and a whole bunch more topics. So, good morning, Sam, and how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Well, that is good. Now, I have the first question, and I actually found an article, if it ever prints out. I have it on my phone. How did COVID-19 change the workforce, and we're still hearing about it, and the identity of people and roles within these financial institutions? And as the article says, hardly anyone has made it through the pandemic without the work life unchanged. Millions of people lost their jobs. So how do how do people deal with that? Well, so much is, has been going on for the last almost two years now. Yeah. Uh, back in January... The first 2022, uh, we began rebuilding from the ground up a digital economy. It's called mm-hmm. the Digital Asset-Based Trading System. And what we're doing is we're digitizing and tokenizing everything. And even as we speak right now, where the banking system is moving from Protocol 19 to Protocol 20, which is mm-hmm. the tokenization of all of our assets, and what, which means that we will be buying, uh, if you're a trader on the market, you'll be buying a digital asset, a token, a coin. The mm-hmm. banking system will be using token deposits. Um, and But now, before we get all nervous about that, more than likely not a lot will change at first. We're looking at a few years down the road uh, because – but we will probably start using a debit card until instead of uh checking uh, instead of uh, uh instead of checks that's what I meant to say at mm-hmm. some point because everything will be be at the push of a button but uh I wanted to to go back to your original question and and say that uh I know that I, among a lot of people, uh, was laid off uh, with, mm-hmm. with doing the work that I was doing, and you know what it is. It's hospice care, and there's nothing wrong with what what was done. It's just that I was one of them that was chosen. as uh, and, and, and I'm honestly uh, feeling grateful that that happened to me. You never know when things like that happen to you how it's going to affect you. I know it affected me in a profound way because my identity for 32 years was wrapped up in hospice care mm. and uh, doing the work of hospice. And I haven't lost it. I still do talks on hospice care in different parts of the country uh, and, and become more of a consultant. And I have done some consulting on that as well as uh, teaching and, and doing lectures on hospice care on how the soul uh, comes alive as one is dying. Basically, what I'm referring to is my first book, What the Dying Teach Us, Lessons on Living. Then I went on to write 10 more books on hospice care and for 10 years wrote for for uh, for three hospice national journals. So you can see how my identity is really tied up into that. Mm-hmm. I had to really, really do a lot of changing. And thank God I have, for the last 25 years, done trading on the market. And and I'd always done that along with my work. As most of you know who've been in ministry, you don't get paid a lot of money to do chaplaincy care. 
So I've always supplemented my income with writing and with, with trading on the markets. And uh, I would make bulk trades while working at hospice care, not wanting to do too many risks. But uh, now my trades have got a lot larger. Because <laughs> when you're making a living on it, you have to take mm-hmm. some risks. But uh, I don't gamble. I research for hours, sometimes days before I make a trade. You got to see how well something is going. A lot of our trades these days are, are day trades for me instead of long-term trades because we're in a transition. And as you know, if you have a 401k, and a lot of people can attest to, they they've lost a lot of money this this, this past year. Uh, and and uh, I'm not going to tell you that you won't lose a little bit more, but I will say to hang in there. And hopefully when we get to the other side of this transition uh, this year on the market system and in the banking system, the banking system may take a little bit longer, but we're far enough along in it that mm-hmm. that the markets can begin transitioning uh, this year into the new financial system as, that we talked about earlier as the digital asset-based trading system. Mm-hmm. Now, why that's a digital asset-based trading system is because all of our assets are being tokenized and now instead of being backed uh, by the dollar, they've got to be backed by a commodity, gold, silver, oil, other commodities. So they will now have a real value for us. Those real values... Seriously, what happens if mm -hmm. you... I'm looking at my thing here. Is that the digital economy is economic activity that results in billions of everyday online connections among people, businesses, etc. What happens if you don't want to go with that? What happens if you actually want to check? I like to see things in writing. I don't like pressing a button because I don't trust people. And you never know who's at the other end of the button. That's right. That's correct. And now I'm going to give you an example of how um, mm-hmm. What happened to me about a month ago, I accidentally wrote a, a wrong number down on a mm-hmm. deposit that I had made in, in uh, and I had, uh, and I'd taken a photograph of it and sent it over as a deposit to my bank. Well, I called about it and said, I made a huge mistake. There's hundreds of dollars of a difference here. And, and she told me, don't worry, you took a picture of it, AI would take care of it artificial intelligence and uh, a lot of artificial intelligence is beginning to take over in the banking yeah, system and have and have been for some time but they're starting to uh, realize that even artificial intelligence needs regulation and they're not above the law so if something happens that's not supposed to happen whoever is running that system still is responsible for it, that bank is still responsible for, uh, uh, for what has happened. And uh, but what I have seen so far is that the see with us going from a fiat system to more of a commodity-based system. What I have mm-hmm. noticed is that we have um, the computers have actual numbers to work with not a variable rate anymore on things uh, based on interest rates and money mm-hmm. printed out of thin air. We have an actual uh, computation of actual figures that puts uh, everything in alignment according to a standard protocol where it's done this way every time and you cannot make changes to the system because you want to make an exception for, for one person versus another in, in trading. So I, I personally have been working with uh, computer digital, like Bitcoin and other, uh, I hesitate to mention any, with XRP and Stellar, uh, but because uh, I don't want to make it sound like I'm giving recommendations because I'm a mm-hmm. trader, not a broker. I'm just, we're doing education on this conversation together, and I want to make that clear. Um, that makes it very interesting. 
But there are two times, there are three, you said, too. There's financial institutions, there's digital economy, and the global financial system. And that's an awful lot for people to understand. Yes, it is. And before we go further with that, let me go back and say that uh, my role, I want to go back to answer that first question. I said all Uh of that because uh, I wanted you to see how for I have moved since three mm-hmm. years ago into a new identity within myself. I started studying it extensively and became more and more convinced this is a lot better way to go than what we have now. And, and as we all know, the system we have right now is failing. That's why we have inflation. Uh, we don't have a choice. We have to move forward. Um, but my my identity, uh, and what it's doing is it's leveling the playing field among other countries. A lot of countries around the world are now going mm-hmm. through uh, their own local currencies, and they're going through Basel III compliance in their banking system to uh, for their country's currencies to actually have a value now. And uh, because they traded with the U.S. dollar as the world reserve asset for so long mm. that they, their currency didn't have uh, any value. Now it's beginning to have value. And as it's traded and traded every day, the demand for it increases. And when you increase demand on a currency or any any job or, or role that anybody plays, it becomes more valuable. And that's what I want to say about me. I realized I became more valuable in what I knew because uh, in in this new field, because so few people are actually staying up on it from day one. See, back in January the 1st, 2022, everyone was given a, a stellar wallet in the banking system. An article came out and said that everyone was given that. And a lot of people don't realize that their money was digitized way back then. Mm-hmm. The transition itself... Uh, from that day has been building an economy from the ground up on different sectors of the market that is uh, being tokenized and and backed by a real asset. Uh, Along the way, we had networks being built. uh, A computer has several networks within it that it works from, that you, mm-hmm. when you go to look for something on, uh, you know, if you're going to buy something on Amazon or through PayPal, mm-hmm. those are all networks. Well, they're now joining together around the world through a standard protocol and standard prices that everyone can agree on based upon a real value that that is uh, backed and supported by a commodity, such as gold and silver, copper, all kinds of things like that. Uh, and and because of it, the we're all of our identities as we get deeper and deeper into it. And I won't say it's going to happen overnight and and within a few months. It won't scare anybody. It'll it'll be a gradual thing, and you'll 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 start understanding your banking system differently. And they won't push it all on us all at once. But it, it's like anything that we have in life. You know, the dollars. How many mm-hmm. times have you had? Uh, your bills changed. Too many. They changed the the look of it over the years. See, we go with these changes and don't realize we're being changed as a result of it until it's already happened. And that's what happened to me when I uh, lost my identity in, as a as a chaplain for hospice care. I took on a new identity, and the more I involved I got in it. Uh, it began changing my mind and the way I thought and my emotions toward it as I became more comfortable with it. I literally, after a period of time, uh, began to embody a new mindset, new feelings towards my new identity that was being created inside of me. Uh, so we, we do make these adjustments more than we realize, and I bet you a lot of people will tell you that since... January the 1st, 2022, they're not the same person that they were. And especially Mm -hmm. when COVID-19 hit, every one of us can say, I'm not the same person. Yes, I have lost my job, but what am I going to do now? 
with my life. Now, once people get past the devastation of, of losing their job and begin to incrementally, a little at a time, begin to fill their their minds and their hearts with, uh, with new information, you become what you think about, literally. I believe it was Wayne Dyer that said that. And the more we become what we think about, you begin to create an identification with that. Uh, an identity, and that identity itself, uh, if it's something that that can benefit you, it allows your spirit to open your heart into creative endeavors and opportunities that you never had before that time existed. Yeah, but I wonder sometimes, because I know I listen to people, not too much, but yeah, um, a lot of people just well, they, there was problems getting unemployment insurance. I know that. I know that from my family in Florida. I know that I had to make phone calls for them and, and stuff like that. I also know that people that had good jobs, like you said, lost them, and they don't know what to do. But there are a lot of people that just give up and don't care anymore. So how does that differ from, I know, and my niece just, thank God, passed the RN exam finally because her aunt, pushed her and I said don't worry about the economy don't worry about anything just get your license thank God she did so she's got a job uh, training next week but she works at the same hospital but the entire global financial system is changing and that I don't know if everybody isn't is not that they're intelligent enough but don't even bother to look and don't even care and just say okay I'll just go with it so can a bank use and I was asked this before I was wondering can a bank use um, t- your money from your account to make events, investments, if you're the kind of person that has a lot of money? Can they use your money to to do something? They have been doing it already. Uh, n- not the new system, in the old system. Uh, and they're not supposed to do it without your permission in the future uh, mm-hmm. because your money is is tightly tied to your identity, to your account going forward, that it would require permission to do so in the future. Now, if you got your money in a, uh, in a, let's say it's a checking account. I don't know if it's going to be called checking accounts in the future. Uh huh. But let's say your money is in a in a in a depository account. You're gonna. AI is going to be able to take what you have and build a program for you that will enable you to make money off of that money. But you're going to have, you will have to give permission for that to happen. Going forward is my understanding of it. Now, they can't. Uh, they can't just do it. My other question is a little bit more down to different. Before we get to global financial system and gold standard, which fascinates me really a lot what happens in like in your case in hospice or in hospitals or in my case whatever what happens if these systems violate your HIPAA rights your uh, health rights and your violation who do you complain to when nobody cares there are so many organizations that you can um, come to and I was looking up some stuff this morning what happens if they violate your your um, HIPAA law and you have something and you don't want people to see so hospitals and all other places or even in banking what happens if you if you don't know if they just all of a sudden you know using AI or whatever it is somebody actually can access your system your financial system or your health records what do you do then well, everything is supposed to be on an as-the-need-no basis. I and know, but it's not sometimes. <laughs> no, it's not. And when I was working with hospice care, and if I were to share anything outside of hospice employees about a patient and gave a name, I could actually be yeah. sued for it. Look and uh, that's the way it's supposed to be, but we live around human behavior. Now, uh, this, this uh, I know a lot of people are concerned about CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, mm-hmm. and and there's a uh, it, they're worried about that giving up out too much information, mm-hmm. and there is laws that's 
it's trying to prohibit it from going further than it already has. And uh, I do know there's a problem with it because it opens up information in, in, mm-hmm. uh, for, on people to, to other people. And there's another problem with it. It's uh, other than going from central bank to central bank, which was its original intention, uh, they're trying to open it up to the retail market, you and me. Uh, they're mm-hmm. finding that that part of it right there is 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 having a very difficult time. It's working fine between central banks to central banks, governments to banks, or governments. But what it's having a hard time with is it being able to be scalable on the quantum financial system. Uh, that's what people call this new system. It's a more of a, a layman's term. Uh, we said earlier the real name for it is digital asset-based trading system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I have a lot another of question. What happens when the information is given out, and then I got something last month, and I was like, what? I, che- I check my bank account on my phone every day <laughs> because of other reasons. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I had this huge charge on one of my credit cards. I said, now, how did I get a huge charge on that credit card when I haven't used it, and it's canceled? Now, fortunately, the bank I used had a fit and took care of it. But what happens if you don't know? And I've been getting some strange things like, oh, you owe this, you owe that. I just ignore it. And people have to know that if you get something that says, oh, your your charge card is is, is invalid, or we, 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 you owe money for this or that, just ignore it. And that's, that's what's happening. And a lot of people, I was watching um, the news last night, that actually get scammed by that, and you have to be careful. So how is that going to be with, this enti- with the global financial system and all that changes? I mean, are, is the public going to get any kind of written affirmation or any written kind of forms that we know what's going on, or are they just going to do it because they don't care? That's supposed to clear all of that stuff up uh, and even catch the bad actors out there that are that a lot of the, what you just explained is scam artists, and people have been doing that even in this this old mm-hmm. this, this system we're in right now. They've been uh, been getting caught in these scams. And they sometimes warn you mm-hmm. on TV, and word gets around between people not to give out your too much information. But when you're under the new system, under under your own uh, mm-hmm. digital bank account, only you can give permission out on things um, uh, in the future that will allow others to take advantage of you. Now, I want to get back to that CBDC a little bit. Further, just mm-hmm. a little bit more of that. Uh, the uh, the retail market CBDC, a uh, digital uh, bank digital uh, central bank digital currency uh, mm-hmm. for retail market. They're finding that it's not scalable on the new system, and uh, in so so there's already trouble with it, and there there's trouble with privacy issues, and that's where it hits you and I, our pocketbooks. And mm-hmm. uh, and wallet, the, uh, uh, the, the that has, the, from my understanding, AI is working on a program to fix that, in mm-hmm. order for it to be proposed. It's if if it's not, it can't be utilized until that is proposed and worked on, to to ensure privacy. So I want to ensure ensure people when we get to that point that uh, that's going to be taken care of. Because there's not a single person in in society or in Congress that wants their information all over the place. Trust yeah, but somehow it does get there. I'm, I'm wondering if this goes through, are there going to be people in banks or it's just going to be machines or just whatever? You can't go in and take money. You can take money out, I imagine, from an ATM, but there's not going to be anybody to complain to except an AI? If you have a problem? Well, there's always going to be customer service. Somebody has to play that role and take care uh-huh. of it. But, yes, my understanding is that the banking system and a lot of businesses have already changed. Our roles, in life, uh, our roles in life will be geared more to the new technological society. We're becoming uh, technological uh, people. 
Now, mm-hmm. um, now the the scary part is making the change, getting from here to there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the and and my understanding too is that there's supposed to be some support, some help to help us get there for those who want to do it. Uh, and I won't talk about some of the other programs that are out there, but some things are going to be changing to uh, to help give people to get them educated mm-hmm. into the new to help us all transition. And uh, and with a lot of people losing their jobs, and I know it's uh, it's becoming something that. Uh, that until we go ahead and make this transition, and we need to go ahead and get it done as quick as possible, so that that we can begin working on what the new jobs are that people can do. Just that our all of our roles, all of our identities are about to change. The world we once knew is gone, and it that, that we've been living true. we've been living in the shell of a world for three years, three plus years since COVID-19 hit. I remember back when that hit, uh, and I was changing over to becoming more of a trader than than hospice chaplain. I said to myself, I said, you know, this is probably one of the things and a a great time for us to make a transition into a new economy. And it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see a lot of it happen. And lo and behold, it forced a lot of people on going to to see their doctor on a computer rather than in person during COVID-19. You remember when all that was going on? It's still going on. Never mind how. It's It's still going on. It is is in some areas more than others. Uh, I go see my doctor. But at first I couldn't. I had to do it on a computer. But I live in a smaller rural area, and you may be in a larger city, and that's still they, done they that don't, way. They don't actually care. As a matter of fact, if they don't feel that what you're calling them about is necessary, then they turn you off to somebody and they tell you to go to urgent care. And I just, you know, because of other situations, just gave up on it. So before I forget, because we have about another half hour or something like that, um, this other thing that that bothers me is that what happens if people don't understand or don't realize that there's a change? There's a lot of people that, I mean, I'm looking at the news on Channel 12. They're having job fairs. They're having the role of, they're having job counselors all up here in Westchester. They want certain groups of people to get more jobs. We have a lot of immigrants up here, maybe 100,000, thanks to Mayor Adams in, in New York City. And they're trying to figure out how they how they how they can get work permits and stuff like that. And there's so many people that are affected that the rest of us like wonder like what. So the other thing is that each country is different, right? And the global financial yeah. system is changing in each country. And I know that um, one of the authors said that this was supposed to be a referendum in Scotland as to whether they want to withdraw from the EU and want to be their own country. There was a place, uh, one of the uh, small towns up here wanted to be autonomous and make their own laws. What's going to happen if, as a result of all this, uh, more countries and more states want to do that? Well, you, you are starting to see some of that, especially here in the United States. I know. Uh, the, uh, you're seeing uh, small uh, groups of people getting together and and even coming up with uh, new payment systems already. Mm-hmm. Some of them are using digital uh, assets, and some of them are, are using uh, uh, gold back dollars. Utah has a gold back dollar that you can actually buy that has gold, a little bit of gold in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Hampshire has one. And then there's a couple more in the West that have already established a, a gold back dollar. And so you can see where the gold back dollar is coming back, but it's mm-hmm. coming back slowly. It'll primarily be done through the banking system and trading system, through uh, tokenized assets, which means an asset being a commodity. Uh, and and people will basically use debit cards, and, and that money will show up as tokens in your banking system. Uh, mm-hmm. We may even see a new set of figures on how we read our banking statements going forward. I hope not, but it looks like we could see that. 
you could see decimal points rather than dollar signs in the future of the amount of money you hold. It may come to the point where you're asked how much money you have and you'll say, well, I have 10,000 coins. See? I have 10,000 coins. You have to be able to translate that into dollars or however else. That's hard, too. Yeah. So it requires the math and 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 understanding it. I know my nephew Mm -hmm. understands that because he does digital banking and he's an investment banker. He knows how to do that. But what happens if you have young people that have no clue? Well, anybody that has no clue. Well, you're two things. The banking system already has been doing that. Okay. I know. So they they're familiar with it. Uh, It's just the general public is is what they're Mm -hmm. trying to move along to, to what the banking system is already doing. Um, The eighty-seven percent of our population has no interest, care, or any desire to know how to do and work inside of uh, a digital economy. I know. So you've got a lot of people that still will be using dollars. And um, a lot of our dollars are coming from overseas back to our country, and there is a what's called a de-dollarization process already taking place that a lot of people aren't aware about, aware of. And what a lot of countries are doing in order to support their currencies over there is to transition into this new economy. They're selling the dollars that they bought and uh, and, and selling it to prop up their currency over there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, unfortunately, but it doesn't benefit us at all. Before I forget, well, it does. I'm going to get yelled at if doing, I don't. Okay. Um, we'll be doing that, too. I, just so you know, we'll know. be using our own dollars to prop up our dollars as we transition to. Called monetizing you know your something? debt. I wonder how many young people. The problem is, is that the schools are not teaching the right things. Kids don't seem interested in very many things, from what I gathered. Um, there's a lot of violence up here in the high schools and stuff, and nobody's done anything about that. And I don't even know if the parents themselves are aware, unless you're in financial or banking or investment council or something, or you know, do do and it does analytics like my nephew does. I wonder sometimes if somebody's going to one day look at their bank account and say it's minus zero. That that's what's really scary. And with all these people that are smart enough to get into your bank account, are they going to still be able to do it? Yeah. Well, supposedly under the new system, that is not going to be something that we're protected from that better than oh. we are now. Uh, that can happen Even on the now. Internet, they, won't, they can't cyber, use any cyber things to hack into the, uh, onto the black market? Now you're, getting, now you're getting into the technological aspects that I'm not aware of. But I will oh, okay. tell you that they're certain, they're, they're, what they're doing is protecting us from all of that. As you can see okay. now, if somebody gets a hold of your your banking account uh, or or and make a good they guess have. at it, they can do that now. That's supposed mm-hmm. to be locked out in the future in the new system. So, I mean, there's a part of this that we're going to have to take on on faith. I can read about it and I can tell you about it. Uh, uh, what solidifies it for every one of us is to be able to live it, and uh, and and that takes time for people to trust a new system when you've been inside a system that has been uh, manipulated, and mm-hmm. people be- have begun to mistrust it at this point. It's even got to the point where a lot of people have bought hard assets because they don't trust what's about to happen in the economy. Uh, they bought land. They bought houses. They bought gold, silver, uh-huh, copper. That's right. Uh, because they don't trust what's, a, what's going on. And, uh, uh, but as, as people go into the new system and the trust is regained again, uh, and that people will begin you know, selling off those assets that are going sky high because we're in the new system and it's a, 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 a asset-based economy, uh, those will become more and more valuable and there'll come a point where people will want to sell off some of these hard assets because they trust the new system now. Uh, we go yeah, through I don't this. Know. I don't every... know. I can't imagine we that go... something 
We have about time. We have a few more minutes. I can't believe that there's something that's going to be so foolproof, and that everybody's right. going to be aware of, and that people won't not will not know there's a new system and try to use the old system of banking. Yeah, all of that, and I, all of that, I, all of that's going to take time for people to I realize know. that it's happened to them. It's actually already happened, and people are just catching up to it. Because uh, as we talked earlier, your your family's already working with digital. That's already happened. But we're, the society is the one that's catching up, that there's new things involved in this, this new world we're living in. And it's really not a new world. When, when uh, COVID hit, a lot of people began transitioning and transforming Inside yeah, this their, is scary. Their, their body and inside their mind. In fact, there was a feeling of being lost mm-hmm. going on. And until we have new direction for us to follow, uh, and there's still feeling, there, there's still going to be that feeling of, of feeling lost out there. Uh, well, we there's got another to come thing in. that people don't realize, too, is that, and I know from a family member, I won't say which one, that person is very um, highly equipped, uh, highly intelligent, has the skills to do a job that most people don't. And what I find is that instead of giving the person the salary that they deserve at their level, they give them half. So if a person deserves $90,000 for their skills in other jobs and 50 years, 35, 40 years of experience, they're giving them a job for $35,000, dollars because they need something. And that's not fair either, but that's what's been happening too. That that yes, I know for a fact. And that's been going on for years. Yeah, that's uh, scary. That's, uh, a lot of you get what you agree to. Uh, most people don't even know that they're worth more than they their their salaries. Uh, I didn't realize that I was worth more than um, what I was getting paid in hospice, but I loved my job. I didn't feel like I was going to work. See, mm. but now I'm realizing that I'm worth a lot more now that I'm working, making money for myself and, and can make more mm-hmm. than, than I ever did with hospice care in just a, a few years. Uh, I can do it all in one year. But the, uh, but a lot of people don't realize uh, that their actual worth is unlimited. When you really, really get that and really see the value in who you are, and begin to assess your skills and talents, and then even begin to hone in on them, uh, you can place those skills and talents in this new economy if you choose to be open to it and your mind begins to work towards grasping as much of it as you can to fulfill a position that best uh, fulfills your heart and soul. Uh, But a lot of these employers... Because I know for a fact, too, that's true, what you're saying, except that there's a lot of, and I'm doing a show on it because it bothers me, age discrimination. In other words, somebody has 25 years of experience doing the same job that you're looking for in another place, and they're saying, well, we're going to give it to you for half money because you're too old. And the person is not old, has all their faculties, and I'm finding there's a lot of age discrimination going on. Right. And that, yes. that to me, is wrong. And when we have time for the gold standard afterwards, because that's the most fascinating to me. Yeah, we're and that's what we're heading into, standardizing all of these protocols mm-hmm. uh, so that we can uh, back it by gold. And when you put those two together, you have a gold standard. Uh, now, uh, and we're doing it through the digital, digital mm-hmm. system. We don't have supposedly enough gold for all the countries to go gold back, but we do have enough digital coins to do that based upon a a fraction of gold being added to the value of that and being given it a a high enough value that it's worth a dollar around the world with other countries. I don't know if it's going to go dollar for dollar. Some say that Mm -hmm. it is around the world and everybody's uh, currency is going to be worth the same. but but I want to get back to your your statement. Yes, there's a lot of age of discrimination that is taking place right now, and, uh, and hopefully a lot of that will uh, will clear up as we move forward. But I can tell you right now, it's it's pretty bad. It, I don't it's think really so. 
Uh, and it may be something we always struggle with, but I, I know that people, once they find the jobs that best suit them, they come alive. It's like something awakens inside of them. They become a new person. They become vital again. Their health becomes better. Their mental and emotional state becomes better. There's an extra spring to their step. Uh, they become what they uh, what they had been thinking about long enough because it was their personal interest. They literally become uh, more than what they think about. They become infinite in their value to those around them. And at that point... When people around you can see that and feel that around you in your spirit, touching their spirit, there's no uh, age limit and what's possible for people like that. And those are the ones that always breaks those barriers, no matter how old they are, because that is felt and touched from person to person. And an employee may not even know why they're hiring you because you're so much older than someone else who could probably, who they would tend to think would do a better job. But if they're not engaged in it and the older person is, at that point, their energy level becomes uh, something that has no age to it. And that's yeah, what well, we I, I know, I know that, that, that hold I've on, seen people... Hold on, hold on. I've got about five more minutes. That's what I hope we get to in society. That's what I well, hope, I hope that so we too. Uh, begin to realize that the, the real worth in people is not based on how they look, but in who they are. And when we get to that level uh, of, of thinking, we will have evolved to the next phase of our development in the human race itself and treat people with more humanity. And in treating people with more humanity and dignity and respect, we begin to develop characters that embodies a different soul and a different level of attention. And when we get to that place, we're getting to a place where we are unlimited in what's possible for the human sacred self. Well, I've seen just the opposite, too. First of all, um, mm -hmm. some people go for jobs at these employment agencies or whatever, and they list um, their qualifications, and they're qualified. And the employee maybe just said they want somebody younger. Okay, fine. Then you get the job. This is this is true fact. This did happen. Somebody got a job, blah, blah, blah. They're really good at what they do, and they get fired because they want somebody younger for a lower salary. And that, that to me, is... Is that that's happened, and it's and it's still happening. Sometimes it's yep. age discrimination, sometimes it's race discrimination, and sometimes you could not be the right height, weight, or whatever for the particular thing. And I'm glad I retired before we're supposed to, because teaching is different too now, and I loved every minute of it. But well, we have about like ten minutes. So how would you describe the gold standard is going to be different in every single country, right? And people have to understand that. But is there going to be anything where people, they're not going to get a physical brochure, they're not going to get a physical thing to understand that if you go to um, the coin exchange here, so if you go to change American dollars into euros or pesos or something, how are people going to know that they're not getting looked off, that, they, that they're going to have to research how much it's worth, right? They will, and, there's, and hopefully they'll be... And I do believe there's going to be some education on that, and there may even be so. some numbers in, in front of you like there is now to let you know that if you make this exchange, this is what you're exchanging it for in another country. And they should be standard protocols that allows us to know that we're getting the right amount on that exchange based upon mm -hmm. it being actually worth that amount. That's why it's called leveling the playing field with country to country, and we're mm -hmm. all getting... Uh, a, a similar return on our investment based upon what we're putting into it. That's it's, it's scary, let me tell you. So, well, a lot of it uh, is going to be a lot of us having to trust. <laughs> we're going to. I have don't to trust, trust people. No, trust. you can't trust and people with your money unless you see it in writing and you're positively sure. But before I forget, my uh, next week, 
I've got a big month coming up in October. Um, on the 4th, Death Takes a Bath. On the 10th, uh, New York Times author Marilyn Levinson, Overdo or Die. Um, on the 12th, we have the author of Citizen or Love. Talk about trust. you got to really read this one. On the 17th, I'm doing something different. Rachel and Michael will be here from Trinity House. And we're going to listen to the song, I Believe in You, and it's beautiful, and we're going to talk about their type of Christian music, which I think is really great. On the 19th, yeah. we have Echoes of the Bio, and on the 24th, New York Times author of Second Term, and one of my favorite people on the 26th, Rule of Evil, Gary Braver. And don't forget next month, because I'm going to be doing a seminar with my reading professor on the second half of The Science of Reading and the Pros and Mostly Cons. So that's what's coming up, and seriously. So before before we end... Um, what other what other advice would you give people? And I mean, the gold standard is important, and global financial system is changing. Is the president or the government doing anything to alert people, or don't they care? Because all I hear on the news okay. is, I'm going to give twenty five thousand dollars, this fifty thousand, this. It's like all over the place. Right, and we usually hear about things after they've already happened, and they that's just... exactly the point. Usually we get it dumped on us. But here's what I would like to say to people. Mm. Whether we like it or not, we're changing as a world, as a nation, and as people. I would encourage people to trust themselves. Trust themselves enough to, to be able to have an understanding of it and be willing to understand it and work with it in the world. And... And if you can, at some level, be able to reach out and connect to it with a with some sense of realistic, hopeful expectation mm. and create an intention inside of yourself to be transformed by it and with it, you will become somebody that you have never seen before. But let's make sure that when we do that, that we hold on to those values that make us who we are and carry that with us into the new world, bringing into it the best parts of us so that when we reach the other side of the bridge that is carrying us from here to there, we can know that we have solidified and literally embodied a spirit of which our creator can be proud of. So what happens, one last question that I just thought of, what about um, like kids like my nephew, this he's taking uh, business and financial as a master's, among other things. What happens, what type of classes, if somebody's going into digital banking or banking system or anything that has to do with money and currency, what kind of classes should they take? And how can the schools or colleges, you know, prepare them so that they can prepare the public and help them too? Okay. Have you ever looked at a syllabus at a college? Yes. Unit? Yep, I have. have because my nephews, okay. I know them all. <laughs> okay. All right. Have you noticed that they are studying things that we are not presently doing in society? The colleges and universities are usually way ahead of the of the social game. And that's why they're training young adults to become part of the new world. That's what's happening. And and, and anybody who's gone to college and graduated, you feel this sense of pride. And even when you're in there, you sit around on the steps with your fellow students and, and you talk about, oh, we got to change the world. And that's why... You've got so many idealists and visionaries who, who go to college in order to be a part of that new world. That's We are developed. We're always educating ourselves and being educated to become something greater than we once were. And when and there is no greater, no greater calling for any of us to want to become the best, possible person that we are capable of being, even if we fail in society's uh, understanding of it, if we've done our best and tried to 
literally become something greater than we were before with honest reflection before our Creator and within ourselves, we will literally become something uh, that we never thought we could be and will have evolved into the next phase of humanity that is calling us into being. And we are in that place right now where we are being called into being something that we uh, have not been before. And that requires faith. That requires a lot of hope. And most of all, it's going to require a lot of love. And, and, and perhaps the last one, the essence itself of love, uh, is, is the greatest force on earth that determines and, and motivates us to do things we would not have done in and of ourselves. So for those who choose to take on this mission of becoming the new humanity uh, and you do it with the force of love behind you to help those come with you, uh, we will actually be spreading more than we realize uh, the real true meaning of who we were meant to be. Well, the reason why you asked me this question before, before we end is what, why do I do these programs and how long have I been doing it? I lost count. I, I, my sister died in 2010. We're quite not sure about how and why, but she did. But before she died, she said to me, you have a voice and you're very good at reading and you read a lot of books and you understand them better than everybody. So why don't you do reviews? I don't know if she was sorry I did it, but I did it. And why don't you do a radio show? And I was very fortunate because the person unfortunately died three weeks ago that gave me my start. And then I realized, you know, I'm retired, but it doesn't matter. I can do something that makes other people happy and helps people in general. And I think I've done this for like 12 years or more. And according to my calculations, I read about 10,000 to 15,000 books. Seriously. So you're right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's never, never too late. But... Kids have to know. I mean, I retired from teaching, but I still do research on the different programs in reading and how to help other people work with kids to read. But, Sam, this has been enlightening. And let me know when when this is, change is going to be and what else we need to know um, And before the new year. So if you want to do this again on in a little bit more in-depth, that would be great. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you very, very much, everybody. It's cold outside. It's 40 degrees up here. I don't know where you are, but it's really cold. Everybody have a great day, and bye. <laughs>